Justin, you ready to smash some meat together until we produce a couple of genuine wrestle boys? Hello and welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast for friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek, also known as Master Radical. I'm Isai, also known as Senator Popper. Yeah, you did it. I did. <laughs> uh, I'm Matt, aka Lord Taste. I'm Zach, also known as Your Father Hit. Oh yeah, Your Father <laughs> Hit. <laughs> Valdinus is into it. All right. Um, let's... He's also into Lord Taste. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Is Lord Taste... I feel like that is also, like, he loves food. You're, like, partially Guy Fieri. Oh, Fieri. yeah. I wouldn't Guy mind, Fieri, I wouldn't mind having a wrestling gimmick that was partially Fieri. No, you don't want to do that, because then next thing you know, your bull Debsy is bullshit. <laughs> And he's just eating chips, and they're making fun of him. For I'd be being the large. I'd, no, I'd be the I'd be the Gordon Ramsay of the ring. That's true. Oh, oh, oh God! You call yes. that a suplex, you dumb motherfucker? <laughs> Damn! Dumb! 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 They should do that with Fandango instead of. Holy shit! The Gordon Ramsay of the ring. Has there ever been a like high class chef gimmick in wrestling? Not that I know. I mean, I don't think so. That feels so early nineties. I mean, I guess when. Uh, earthquake made hamburgers out of a snake. <laughs> True. Or when Big Boss Man also made food out of pepper. Or pasta mania. Or pasta mania. Hogan. Shout out Hogan. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Hogan. Fucking Terry. Yeah. Terry. Terrence. All right. So we're going to get into it. Last week we left you on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. There was a, a tie in the Russell Boys Classic between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kenneth Omega. Um, Tyson. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that. Yes, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin wins. Moving on. My vote was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and so was Matt. Uh-huh. Oster and Zach both were in Kenny Omega's corner as if they were the Young Bucks. Yep. The Bucks of you. Young Bucks. Y'all are just a couple of Tomatongas. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, so we watched a couple matches. Yeah, I watched of one. Each. You didn't. You could have lied. This is your chance. I wasn't going to fact check you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. We weren't going to go through your browser history. I watched all of them. I even watched an extra match. Ooh. I just watched a lot of wrestling anyway. So yeah. <laughs> well, I was figuring if I was going to watch the Kenny Omega versus Okada one, I have to watch the second one. That's true. That's true. There's just, you know, two hours of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was two hours well spent. Two good two hours. hours. Yeah. Really well spent. Uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna stick to it. The Stone Cold Steve Austin. I I just have to go for Stone Cold. He's the biggest draw in, in wrestling at that I think ever. At least money draw. So, gotta go with Austin. I'll I stick with my Kenny Omega pick, but also just pretty much seed the the point. <laughs> I I caved. You caved. You're an Austin because man. I knew I was going <laughs> to cave. I did say it, but that what was, what did I watch? WrestleMania 13, the I Quit match. It was. He can take a beating. Austin's a bloody mess. Yeah. He passed out from the pain. Austin, he never gave he up. Never he passed out. out. Austin could take a V-trigger to the head, get knocked out, and then he would get back up again. Hell, he won a match with a broken neck, like a legit broken neck. Yeah. It was a really janky roll-up. Oh, man. It's, yeah. It's a... But he legitimately broke his neck. Yeah. 
I, you have to give it to the biggest draw in wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin won against Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. But it was a, it was a masterpiece of a match. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be a beautiful match to like. It was watch. a sixty minute Iron Man match that went zero zero. Then they had to go into overtime. Miss a V trigger, stunner, one, two, kick out. What? Oh, kick no. out. <laughs> Hits it again, one, two, three. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think it should have gone 60 minute draw, then three stages of hell as the overtime. That's what I'm oh, talking about. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just a pay per view that's just them. Ah, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Then he stuns him into the river and yells, He's dead! <laughs> He's dead. But yeah, there we go. That will conclude last week's Wrestle Boy Classic. <laughs> We'll get into this week a little bit later. A little bit later. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, let's get into this week in wrestling. This week in wrestling. Um, I watched Raw, most of it, and SmackDown. I watched most of Raw and most of SmackDown. Yeah. yeah um, I watched all of both of them. Nice. We are wow. recording this on a Wednesday, so we kind of all missed uh, NXT. Yeah, it's on right now. Yeah. I bet it's really good. Yeah, I bet yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's always at least fun and good, even if it's not... Like, Very tolerable hour. Yeah, because even if it's like it's not an hour. Yeah, if it's not building towards uh-huh. anything, at least it'll be like good matches or people you don't get to see much. And you know, two weeks out from like Kona Reeves. Yeah, co- get to oh, see some Kona Reeves. Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> I would love if he just actually started doing Keanu the Matrix gimmick. He just would just each time just come in as a different going. Keanu yeah, character. going through his different movies, but only his Johns. He's played at least five Johns. Okay, I thought you meant only him as if he's ordering escorts Welcome from the to Godfather. <laughs> Welcome to my other podcast, Keanu Club, where we talk about Keanu Reeves. Coming soon no, to it's a, not. a podcast near you. Nuh-uh. Believe it when I see it. Podcast one. Podcast one. Audible doc. <laughs> hey, speaking of car insurance. <laughs> All right, so Monday Night Raw, take us through it. Started off with some Miz TV. Miz TV. That was a really good Miz TV segment. Yeah, first uh, off, they yeah. didn't have a really awkward Jason Jordan interview. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. It had the reigning, defending, kind of undisputed <laughs> True. Universal Champion with Brock Lesnar showing up there looking real trim. He's looking yeah. good. He's looking real UFC weighty. He's looking real UFC y, bro. Also, I don't know if it bothered anyone else that he's wearing the most SmackDown blue shirt of all time <laughs> uh, on Raw, but that was just like a little thing. I was like, mm, I get it. Like, you got to sell multiple colored shirts and it's a new shirt, but it was just like, it walked out just in SmackDown blue. Yeah. <laughs> what am I watching? But the um, great segment there where Miz held his own on the mic against Heyman. Heyman also then showed why he's the best talker in wrestling. Then Brock did what he does best and just hurt people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like F5, three different guys. Also, Heyman's whole thing. He refreshed them? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he had, yes. He had, that was a bad had, joke. I, mean, I apologize a, to our listeners. Derek, it was a good joke and you shouldn't. I believe it. That probably actually originated as a Twister, the movie reference. Oh. <laughs> he spins them all around and stuff. <laughs> considering when he, he first came into WWE. Shout out Twister. Shout out, shout out Flying Cows. Real quick, I just want to, I'm trying to think of any scenario where Paul Heyman and Enzo would cut a promo together, and I think it'd be so good. I can't think of how they would ever be together talking. I could just see Heyman just telling him to shut up. Well, okay, Paul Heyman used to manage the big show, mm-hmm. and they're involved Here right now. Here we go. Here we go. There's, I mean. They're involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
They're, I mean, they're, yeah. it's complicated. But the Big involved. Show is a giant chicken. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. That's why he turns heel and face so much, because he's just like... Real afraid. big chicken. <laughs> I don't want to insult the Big Show. He might come here. And hit you like... Yeah, he's, he's, he's in the best shape of his but, life. So that was a fun segment um, of him just murdering people. Yeah. Yeah, Anytime Brock goes there and there's just carnage. And he's just time. so goddamn strong and fast. Mm-hmm. Like He's, he's just crazy. not a real person. Yeah. yeah. It's a bunch of Jimmy John subs. Yeah, I think I think we only need to start going to Jimmy John's. Nah, I can't support that. Yeah, I can't yeah. either. <laughs> like the rhinoceros. Also, I mean, their sandwiches yeah, aren't that great anyway. Mm-mm. No, they're real bad, and yeah. their owner's real bad. Yeah. yeah. Also, just on the same note, is that fuck Papa John's? Yeah. <laughs> that guy's a real shitbag, too. Is yeah. he? Yeah. Fuck you, Papa John. Yeah. yeah. I prefer uh, Papa John's Misty. <laughs> All right. Right, and what what was uh, the next thing that happened on Monday Night Rise War? Uh, we got a whole lot of Dean and Seth bromance. Mm-hmm. That I, I like that because they, um, he didn't come out and save Seth, which he said he wasn't. Yeah, he was like, I'm not gonna do it. So yeah, that was really nice. That it's like a wrestler holding to his word. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. with the baby face, they always seem to make them look like the most like the biggest idiots. And so like he's like, no, like you're just putting me in these bad positions. But then when he was put in a bad position, here came Seth. So come and save the day. Puts his fist. At, Dean puts his fist out, saying, "You know, I got you, dog." Like, thanks for saving me. But I then Seth was like throwing a little temper tantrum, like, "No, no, I'm gonna go." You were mean. I'm gonna go burn something down. You didn't yeah, <laughs> you didn't save me. I'm gonna go mosh your data remember because of this. <laughs> so that that was. I think that's really fun. I like the that whole dynamic of them like kind of bickering still and I just hope whatever moment comes where they do finally their two SummerSlam where they win the titles when those fists yeah. touch Mike and Maria Kanellis' theme song and it's just them it's just their theme song now and it's the greatest love anyone's ever known The Shield? yeah but that's just gonna be their theme song now yeah. <gasps> that'd be great they pass on their theme song yeah they're like you guys can have it that's a way better Romance than ours. That's what they'll say. But yeah, I I like that. I like that whole feud. It's fresh. It's something new. Um, good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like. Am a little worried that they're gonna be like overbooked to the moon as a tag team and just like kill that tag team division. You know, um, because there's some really good tag teams. The ones that can stay not hurt. What I hope it really does go to is them dropping the titles of somebody and Dean turning on Seth. I really hope that. Because I really wanted Dean Ambrose heel turn so bad. Yeah. Just so bad. Me too. He's the only one of them that like hasn't even approached it really even though he's the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. I want I just want just crazy John Moxley to show up and just have these just insane promos. Yeah. He used to be just awesome on the mic. Yeah, he just sells way too much merch for them to like <laughs> yeah. pull the trigger on that. Apparently, just a big pack of wife beaters that just <laughs> Dean Ambrose brand tank tops buy him with jeans. Yeah, apparently in 2016 he was the second highest like selling yeah like on wrestler and Bla- merch to John Cena on Black Damn. Friday. He outsold John Cena last year. Jesus, yeah, like outsold which him. like I can see based on the crowd when. Like SmackDown, this last SmackDown house show is here because people loved him. It was only like Dean Ambrose fans yeah. that was like around me, and he like he was fighting AJ Styles, and they all hated AJ Styles yep. so much. Yep. And I was just like, I can't even like boo Dean Ambrose because there's too many kids around me that love Dean Ambrose. Like you know they'd fight you. Yeah, like I don't like I get it, but I, it doesn't connect with me in that way. But. Mm-hmm. 
Like, giving John Moxley promos and it'll <laughs> yeah. connect real quick. I, know, I, re- I really like Dean Ambrose, but I. A little stale. I, he's a little stale, and it's yeah. just got this, like, moody, like, I guess I'm going to do it on my own again. I guess I'm going to do it on my own. Yeah. Just his, like always. His match this week was really, really good, though. He's good. With Cesaro, like. Well, Cesaro is so Cesaro's good. great, but, like, still, I, that was the first time in a while that I've, like, been excited about a the Dean match. Ambrose match. Yeah. Because it's a lot of the same stuff, and it's a lot of little things that I don't like in wrestling. Like, his, like, jump into the corner with his foot to turn around and like run to the other corner yeah just a little thing like that's like that doesn't get you any extra speed <laughs> dean like, i wish what are you doing i i like that more than what people do where they run and hit the other turnbuckle that's true because that, it is supposed to be a weapon I yeah like that thing he does with uh no like he'll like kind of lean back on the middle rope and then like use it to propel him forward oh, the for nigel a lariat yeah. yeah he pulls that up with style yeah, yeah. i like nigel mcginnis or kyle o'reilly's a little bit better but i look highly quit saying that i can't I finally, oh, this is from last week. I watched that Kyle O'Reilly, um, uh, almost called him Tommy M, such a mark. Alistair Black <laughs> match. It was so good. Yeah. It was like a, just a scripted, like, MMA fight. Yeah, it Damn. was so good. Like, just the stiffest kicks and, like. Real grappling. Yeah. Like, real, it looked like just, like, they were just, like, grappling. Yeah. It was it, a good time. It was, like, reminiscent of, like, a Zack Sabre Jr. match. Like, yeah. it was, like reverses and stuff that you don't see coming and like really realistic feeling i think big things ahead for kyle o'reilly especially because he got the triple h picture and Mm -hmm. Shawn michaels was backing him on twitter wow so as long as he calms his face down about 40 (laughs) percent you leave him alone just snarling weird dog man i like snarling (laughs) weird dog man worked for rick steiner didn't it did it (laughs) did yeah Huh? Junkyard Dog, he was a he had some snarls. The Junkyard Dog, or are you talking about Rick Steiner? No, I'm talking about the Junkyard Dog. The actual like, Junkyard yeah, Dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting down and, and headbutting him, crawling around the ring and headbutting him. Yeah, that's, that's actually, true. That's a thing. He I like it when snar- he does it more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to Raw. Um, oh, uh, Bailey. Bailey got booed by the crowd. Boo. Oh, my fucking, God. They were I not feeling Toronto. her. I don't understand. Shout out Stone Cold. Yeah, I don't understand Bailey getting booed. Um, it's, it's weird to me. Tur- Canadian crowd, that's what they they boo. Baby They're supposed to be nice. We're that's in what everyone kept, they, kept, they said it like five times on at least on SmackDown. Like this is a nice crowd. No, Canada's always got a real nice crowd. Yeah, I, but that's like, stereotype bullshit. But it's <laughs> um, I don't know. I think. You put them in a stadium. They just get you can tell it really rattled Bailey, and like they're yeah. they're trying to like rehab her, and I think people are just yeah. like, I don't know, they're just like whatever. We don't care about like this. the look on her face seemed like genuine sadness. Yeah, I think like, they should have done that whole segment backstage. Like they knew they're in Canada. Like they know that's going to happen. Like, yeah, because even when Sasha came out, didn't save anything. Yeah, like they like. That's just how Canada is, like, and there's good and bad to that. Like, it makes for really interesting, like, hot crowds, but they, like, they knew that was going to happen, and they still sent her out there. And, like, Bailey can be a good talker, but she's not when she's rattled or off script. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, she and Charlotte are really similar, like, where if they get really rattled, like, it gets bad quick. Oh, I know. It's game over. And I don't think she would, I think, genuine, genuinely asking into the crowd, like, I don't know why you guys are booing me, but the second she said that, I was like, don't say that. Because <laughs> then the whole stadium's like, boo <laughs> Why are you guys being mean? I'm like, oh, shut up. Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought you guys were huggers. Nope. Oh, not, not huggers there. 
But uh, but I love they Bailey. need they wonder... need to play into this when she comes back. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think they need to turn her heel. Yeah, the cover. I think. Be phony. She, I hope it's a phony baloney uh, shoulder it's injury. Not. It's not. It's please, real. Please, please, guys. No, and then no. they just then she just comes home and beats the shit out of Nia Jax. Nia Jax. She lights her car on fire. I want, and I want Sasha to win at SummerSlam, and then Bailey comes out to congratulate her, like on Raw, let's say, and then fucking they hug, then Bailey to belly. When she, that's be, my title. That would be pretty great. Um, that'd be a great yeah, heel a Bailey turn. heel turn. Mm-hmm. I think it'd do. Well for her, yeah. I feel like that's what they. I mean, she needs something. She I just needs need or... Roman Reigns too. It's like everyone already loves to hate on Roman Reigns. Just play into it. Stop it. That's <laughs> what I want. I but I don't know the saga of we how Roman be Reigns a wrestling got to podcast now. unless we talk about a Roman heel turn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but stop it. You can't bring that up because it's never gonna happen. <laughs> Please like, happen. I'm even fine like with Bailey not turning heel, but just yeah. make her into an like actual like underdog character again, which they have so much ammo to do. Mm-hmm. Like that's what made her interesting. People are already hating her. Yeah, like have her come back and struggle to get wins instead of being shot to the top and like have her have to work her way back up to the top and then Or at least when they shoot her to the top, don't like bury her afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Or like, like do, do or, one thing. Because yeah. like yeah, or she wasn't her. a good champ really, but she they just buried her because of that. Like, they could have just, like, backed off on her mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, worked her back up and then, like, eventually have Sasha be heel and redo that, like, NXT rivalry. Like, that's, and that is the WrestleMania match if it's done right. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to do it right. Yeah. They're trying to build Nia too much. Nia sucks and I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> I. I love Nia as a person, and but just week by week, it gets harder to defend I, her as a wrestler. I thought yeah. she, I thought she had a pretty killer little like, uh, well, not little like jumping leg drop that she did uh, to pin Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke, yeah, I was like that. That was cool. Yeah, Dana That's Brooke new. is such a jobber she can't even join Titus Worldwide. <laughs> um, like, I thought like in that match though, like. It's, both of those matches were like so frustrating because you obviously knew it was going to happen. Like, well, it was Alicia Fox and Emma versus Sasha and Sasha Banks. Like, yeah. oh, I wonder who's going to win this one. Alicia <laughs> yeah. Fox, who their only storyline the last like I fucking seen four her. months has been on two hundred five live. Yeah, yeah. And then like, and it's frustrating too because like Emma can work really well and like de- demonstrated that in that match. Can wrestle circles around yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> and then like and Alicia Fox even like is not a bad worker. She's just not a believable no. wrestler because she's like a twig and like has no like believable offense. But it was just like Except for great Northern Light suplex. Yeah, yeah that was true. Awesome. Yeah, she's very good at that. Like she has a move. Yeah. And like, an axe kick because she has like legs that are as tall yeah, as me. She like is like I, she's a good worker. It's just not believable. No. Like, mm-hmm. and then in the other match, like Mickey James is also a very good worker. Like you can tell she's a pro. They like, are underutilizing like what she can bring to the table. Why did she go to Raw? Like, I don't know. like, Fun. like in that match, like there's a couple moments where she did really cool things. Like she did that top rope move to Nia and then jumped on Dana Brooke for the pin because Dana had just been tackling uh, Nia. Like yeah. that was a great spot. But they're never going to do anything with Mickey James now. And like, uh, also, shout out Dana Brooke for sounding like a Midwestern soccer mom. <laughs> That's about all yeah. I got for Dana. Yeah, I think she's even getting better. She used to be abysmal in the ring, like last summer. And now I just don't like her. Yeah, <laughs> it's but getting better. Hey, it's getting move, better. That's moving up. Yeah, 
It's going from minus five stars to like a half star. It's not like that match with Bailey where she couldn't get her feet on the rope and botched the oh dirty pin and then just accidentally clean pinned Bailey. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. a thing she did a year ago. So she's getting better. Yeah. So um, then we had a uh, the last it was the last man standing main event. A solid main event. Braun Strowman. I like seeing big guys just punch each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or throw office chairs at yeah, each other. That like was a baseball. Hell yeah. I wasn't sure if you guys were watching. I sent this, that to uh, these gentlemen here, and it was just so funny. Yeah. I so have good. sent that GIF in office, like the chat at my job in the office, like five times this last <laughs> week. And just anytime anyone did something a little annoying, I would just send that to them. <laughs> All week. I'm figuratively throwing this office chair yeah. at you. I'm yeah. literally doing it. Uh, yeah. And they're like, cool, get, bam, hit in the head with an actual office yeah. chair. Just the fact that he, that Braun threw an office chair hard enough that it didn't rotate in the air. Yeah. Like, he threw it, like, it stayed perfect to, for Roman to take it without getting hurt. And like, Roman took it. Yeah. Uh, like, if a, an office chair was going at my face, I would duck. Duck and cover. He was just like... I got hit with an he office chair. He ran into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the announcers were like, I've never seen anything like that. It was really good. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, the main event was good. Uh, Finn got a little creepy. Finn? Ray got a little creepy. Oh, yeah, they did have a creepy time. Little little spooky feud. Yeah. yeah. I just wish there was more storyline actually happening. Yeah. Instead of just little spooks and then I, nothing. Yeah. I, I really... I really want like this just to be like a one and done thing. Yeah. And then Finn goes up to the main event and Bray just continues being spooky somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. 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 I like Bray Wyatt. I just wish he was. I like him a lot too. Yeah. And he has like one of the best deliveries in the promo. Could this Absolutely. build Bray more? No. Okay. No. <laughs> He's like, dead. If he wins, people are mad because he beat, beat Finn. Finn. The Demon King. Yeah. Daddy Bauer. And if he loses, it's just same old. Because, like, minus the last pay-per-view, that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Also, I, the Revival is injured. Scott uh, Dawson. Yeah. Which sucks really bad because they were it was getting really going with their feud with uh, the club and the woke Hardys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also just got back, basically. Yeah. Like, and so it looks like they're just going to be doing Gals and Anderson versus the Hardy boys. Hardy old guys. Yeah. So it should be fine. It'll be a good match. Like, oh, I like the club. Yeah, Carl Anderson's a couple good brothers versus a couple old brothers. Carl Anderson's one of the most underrated workers in WWE. Absolutely. And then we got a, a match that we no one cares about. We got the bathroom break this year at SummerSlam. Yeah. Big Show versus Big Cass. Versus Big Cass. And so in a shark cage, because they're like, it's a f- oh, we found this shark cage. I guess we better use it a lot. I think it's a fucking yeah. rib on Enzo because he's probably afraid of heights. Oh. Mm. And it's because what it's what everyone in the locker room wants to do to him. Just lock him in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Just never let him yeah. down. Uh, like uh, It's funny the way they're booking this whole thing, too, because... At every turn, Big Show's just kicking <laughs> Cass's ass. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, like one hit just knocked him out. WMD. Yeah. Was weapon of mass devastation? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's like Jesus. Yeah. The knockout punch. I'm, I'm glad that as Big Show's getting later on in his career, he's still getting pretty good spotlight on him. I think he deserves it. Uh, Vince loves him. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's a hard worker. Yeah. I mean, especially now, like, seriously, best shape of his career. If only so, like, he w- would have been, like, in this shape, like, ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like... He could still kind of move. Yeah. Like, and it's also, it's the last year of his contract, like... 
He'll probably be done after this one. Like he'll probably sign and be like an ambassador. Just oh yeah, out. he'll work for the company for the rest of his life if he wants to. But yeah. Like he, this is the last year of his like regular in-ring career. Him and Mark Henry are both like. Well, hopefully, Cass Mark decides to pick yeah. up some. Uh, yeah, apparently pointers from him. Mark Henry's like semi-announced that he's basically retired. Like he said, he's already transitioning. Yeah. So. Sexual chocolate. Yeah, he's transitioning to a backstage role, which I think would do really well. Yeah. He's the one that got Neville like a regular gimmick instead of him being Mighty Mouse, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, anything else on Raw that I was... I think that was pretty much Raw. That's all I can think of. Oh, well, this happened last week, but they got rid of Elias Sampson's last name. Oh, yeah, Elias. No, it was just Elias. Yeah, they got rid of his nickname, The Drifter, then they got rid of his last name, they're gonna, gonna get, rid, get rid, of rid of him next. No, they're just gonna get rid of his like part of his name. He's just gonna be Eli. Eli. <laughs> he's just gonna have a symbol like Prince. <laughs> there it is. So yeah, um, that happened last week though. Well, yeah. We didn't talk about it because who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Smackdown. Smackdown Live. Uh, it started off real hot. John Cena <laughs> came out cutting promos. Yep. Called Baron Corbin a skinny, fat, overrated dumpster fire. So, John, if you're looking for someone to respect, it should be me, not Nakamura. I am the future, and I have no problem making you the past. And I got no problem telling it like it is. You are a skinny, fat, loud mouth, overrated dumpster fire, just like that sign says right there. And Baron Corbin, Big Banter Baron, had no retort for him. Nope. Even though he interrupted John Cena, he's like, uh, never mind, I'm done with you. I got new, better things yeah, to do. I shouldn't have come out here. This new, <laughs> very man. generic, like, spooky music that he has now. Yeah. I liked his old thing better. It I, fucking me too. at the beginning. Yeah. Like, it was really good. And just the whole entrance. Now it's just fire. It's just a bad Kane entrance now. Yeah, why it's a Kane it? house show entrance. There's <laughs> a fucking Glenn Jacobs corporate Kane entrance. Oh my god. Well, he is Undertaker's son, which makes Kane his uncle, so... Oh, Uncle Kane. Uncle Glenn. <laughs> Big Uncle Glenn. Yeah, I mean, they think they need to have him work with Uncle Glenn a lot more, like, how to work and, you know, get over. <laughs> yeah. Please teach him how to get uh, over. I know, the way he's going right now, I can't, he's not a believable yeah, he's not, champ. He's, he's he not catches good in on that, that mic. Yeah. No, like, he's not going to beat Nakamura. What they need like, to do is they need to get that that briefcase off of him because if they put the title on him too soon they're gonna kill him yeah like if especially if if Nakamura won beating Jinder Mahal and then Baron Corbin cashed in it'd be just transitioning from you know a champion dumpster fire to dumpster fire dumpster fire to best thing ever possible for one second and then to yeah they do have a tour in Japan coming up so Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if they would want a Japanese champion. So the the kind of consensus around Jinder Mahal becoming the champion is because WWE was trying to break into the market in India, right? Yes. So do you think, I mean, have they sort of successfully done that? <laughs> no, I, I'm not following this ratings uh, that they get in other countries. Their subscribers have not gone up, really. Yeah. No. They, like, in, fans in India are not Jinder Mahal fans. Maybe like, because they're also wrestling fans and don't want a shitty champion. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he's, and he's Canadian. He's Canadian. He, like they know he's Canadian. Means nothing like, to them. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just like it's not the experiment's not working, and 
they also keep burying him as a worker. Like they've tried yeah. it for the last what, like three months, and it yeah. just hasn't been working. So and they they gave him a match where he couldn't cheat, and yeah, uh, he lost. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, he got pinned clean. We're gonna yeah, he got pin, pin pinned clean, clean in the middle of the ring with the, with with Randy's finish. Yeah, yeah. Like why? That's to like, me. That was like they're just setting up that this guy. If they're lose. booking him to be strong and a good champion, why would you do that? Yeah, why would you have him lose two weeks before the championship? I don't know. To a guy that he's beaten in three times in a row, even if uh, it was with cheating, like he has beaten. Yeah, it was basically a public times. announcement saying that Ginger cannot do shit without the Singh brothers, and that Ginger sucks, and Randy's a bigger star and better. Oh yeah, which like I if they're gonna do that match, like it should have been like. Rusev coming out to further the Orton thing. Like, well, he kind of did. He kind of did, but like that should have been like the whole thing. Yeah. Like that's and like. Why book that fucking match? No, it makes. Because no they have to have sense. a grudge match after their eight long, eight yeah, month fucking long fucking rivalry. Oh my god. Um, let's see. AJ Styles and Kevin Owens had a in-ring segment with. Shane McMahon. It was oh, I loved it. Rule, so the rules good. of the match and what they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. that was a great little uh, I don't know in ring vignette they like, did. But uh, that was the that was twice. There were three Montreal Screwjob references in SmackDown. There were. Cena they, came out and immediately dropped one. But they were in Toronto. I know. They were like hours away from Montreal. Go back to Toronto. I like I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot. <laughs> Shout out Chris Jericho. Yeah. Owens uh, kind of threw shade at Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah. He talks shit on the entire McMahon family. And he kind of bonded with AJ. I know, they're a little, little buddy buddy with like, their, on their dis- dislike of Shane McMahon. He talks shit on Toronto and advertised the entire WWE network in one pro- in like one segment. Like if he's he doesn't if he doesn't great. get a if he doesn't get a raise. He's good at his job. Yeah. He went above and beyond for his Also, company. I love the fact that they brought back the history of Shane and AJ yeah. saying, "Hey AJ, remember this? Yeah. He put his head through a car window." Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think Shane McMahon's going to be a impartial ref? Call it down the middle. Something's gonna happen. I don't, he's gonna do something stupid. Yeah, he doesn't don't, like either of them. Don't have so. him there if he's just gonna be the ref. Yeah. Just Van Terminators them both. Back to Something's back. gonna be crazy, and it's gonna be Triple H is gonna come in and win. Do you? No, that'll be Triple H <laughs> only show up on Raw, guys. Come on, he um, comes on the A show. Yeah. Um, speaking of Canada stuff, I don't know if any of you saw this, but and Kevin Owens, but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn got along at a house show in Montreal, Montreal, to save Pat Patterson from huh? Ginger, the Gingerbread Man. A different Canadian, which <laughs> is also pretty hilarious. He's from like, Western Canada. He's from Calgary. That's true. So not the same, not the same Canada, yeah. but that was really cool because yeah. they even did the haluva kick and then he he threw him in, which would usually go into a package pile driver when Kevin Steen was tagging with uh, Sami Zayn's um, idol El Generico, mm-hmm. but it went to the power bomb. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, and it's cool that they got to do something like that. I would love to see them tag team one day. That'd be cool. It'll happen. Someday. Even if it was just one match, I want to see him do the. Um, we're not um, we're not friends tag team, but they're like reluctant partners and won the belts and then they beat up each other. Yeah. Like uh, who's done like it was Angle and Benoit. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> my 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 two favorites. Yeah. I know the. Yeah. What do you say? Nothing to say there. It was I Kurt know. Angle and somebody. Some, Kurt uh, Angle in a tag team match, as the WWE Network yeah. says. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Angle in a match with. A guy. <laughs> yeah. With Slenderman. Um, Slenderman. Um, also speaking of um, 
like old wrestlers making weird kind of unexpected comebacks is the uh, Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Anderson. yeah. Fashion, yeah. Peaks. fashion peaks too. Yeah, fashion peaks too. <laughs> I didn't is that know not what... who you were gonna say. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, Arn Anderson <laughs> was like, a cameo on here? Awesome. Fashion Peaks. They should have named it Arn. I was the enforcer. I'm taking these. Exactly. So yeah. I was the hoss of that team yeah. in response to saying. Were you the one who took killed Tully. Tully the horse? Yeah, Tully Blanchard was the obviously the reference, guys. <laughs> Shout out Tully Blanchard. I will. I'll Google horse? Tully Tully Blanchard. I'll do it. Or horseman. Yeah. He has a daughter, Tessa Blanchard, that is uh, going to be in the May Young Classic. Come mm-hmm. on, do your damn homework. Been a second. You can't do homework that I wasn't assigned to. <laughs> do your homework. You it's on the syllabus. If you don't understand a reference during SmackDown. You, you go look it up. I just, I just figured he was, all, he was a guy that wrestled at one point. But I so know many jokes you missed. <laughs> I missed them. I missed them all. I was like, Arn Anderson's here. He broke did the you horse. Not read the syllabus. No. Are you guys not sending me a syllabus? <laughs> I browsed it. I skimmed it. <laughs> I didn't take the syllabus quiz. Those poor horse How numbers. dare you? It's on black. I remember Dean Malenko. He was the there. He was there, right? <laughs> he was. I, was no, he it was the other guy, Slenderman. Oh yes. Who wasn't in the Four Horsemen? Steve Mongo McMichael was there too. Shout out Steve Mongo McMichael. Uh, and Brian Pillman. Pillman was. Kevin Sullivan was not. This is more than four people. There's been like 14 people in the Four Horsemen. I think Sid was. Luger was. At one time there was six people in the Four Horsemen. Barry Windham. Yeah. Well, I guess Apocalypse is Four Horsemen. He switched them out all the time. Yeah, that's so. true. Um, anything else on SmackDown of note? Uh... Charlotte made very quick work of Lana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just talking, and Lana was like, well, at least I'm pretty. And Tamina was like, you suck, though. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Tamina tells you you're bad. And they were she's talking She's real bad, by the way. <laughs> Lana, she yeah. is real bad. Uh-huh. Well, like, even when the announcers are like, like, Lana just wishes she has the, the commanding control that Tamina has in the locker room. It's like, where Oof. are you getting that from? Tamina does not. She's not been hardly featured at all. I wouldn't say she's a dumpster fire, but maybe like a fire of like you know somebody's burning some leaves. Like considering how new she is in the ring, I still think like it could get better, but not being I like, on TV every week. I like her. I don't like from beginning, like from when I first saw her during the the shakeup when they kind of like snubbed her for Charlotte to be like, oh, you know, like a legacy wrestler. They brought Tamina out, and everyone was kind of like, oh, I don't like well, Tamina. Okay. She, for how long she's been doing it, she needs to be Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. Um, she just, like, she, again, could be okay, but, like, it just isn't. And Lana just needs to go to NXT for, like, two years. Yeah. That she trained. Yeah, I think she could be a solid hand in the ring if that was what they did with her. A good hand. A mechanic. Oh, this happened. Oh. Um, I just realized the title of this. Um, uh, Usos. The New Day came out and beat the shit out of them. That was very yeah, they good. Did. And Usos, weren't, yeah. they weren't like they were like being goofy. They were just no. like, you know what? We're sick of this shit. They came to we're play. We're gonna fuck you yeah, up. They were in like red sweatpants, <laughs> yeah, red hooded sweatshirts. They looked cool. They looked cool. They, they looked, looked straight look... out of the Uso Penitentiary. Yeah, there was no, uh, there, yeah, there was no trombones or bootios. No, they just they beat, just the, beat shit. the shit. They were like grabbing chairs to keep going when they yeah, I know. Too. I'm excited for where that's going. Yeah, yeah. more like the Busos. <laughs> It's because they were mean to your friend. More like weenie do, am I right? They also, I did realize in that they can't take a bump. Usos aren't as good as I thought. Yeah, Usos. Boo. 
Their new song though is it's better. Yeah, it's real good. And like, say don't do like that that like a whole chant thing with the fucking when I say ooh y'all say oh. I yeah. Hated that. Oh, I hated that. Yeah. And they quit saying "Uso." Uso uh, crazy when they do a dive. <laughs> also hated that. <laughs> Uso crazy. Shut the fuck up, Michael Cole. You dumbass. <laughs> For as horribly overplayed as the uh, Jinder Mahal Randy Orton rivalry is gone, I think that was my favorite match I've watched them wrestle. I heard it was better than anything else they've it done. It was good. Like it but, was a, considering what the last match was. It's not going to get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and where the fuck is the great Kali? Did he just come out that one time? Are working per- security back in Miami Beach again? Yeah, hopefully not killing anybody in the ring. Yeah, also, yes. I'm not saying I want him on the show, but don't bring him out don't for him out to, for- to choke I out. I would love it if he was just sitting in the crowd watching, like, like people <laughs> trying to look around him like the whole time. Just, like, straight across from hard camp, just he watching. He fucking wrestling school in India, guys. I just want you guys to all realize Itty. this. He was teaching people how to wrestle. Damn. Have we heard of any of those people? No. <laughs> because he killed them all. <laughs> there it is. Uh, anything else on SmackDown Live? None that I can remember. Not yeah. as, no, it's no. pretty, like, everything's, everything's wasn't as good as last week. Everything's no. building, though. Everything's yeah. progressing, so yeah. it was a good show I think they're gonna, of that. I feel like they're going to coast into SummerSlam. Well, next week's the go-home for both of them, so yeah. it'll be... A lot of cliffhangers to make you want to tune in on Sunday for six and a half hours of wrestling. Is that really? Yeah. Yes. <sighs> Buckle up. That's a big Buckle one. the fuck up. Yeah, it's gonna be a two-hour pre-show, plus like four, four and a half four hours. Four and a half hour show. SummerSlam. Damn. I hope, I hope you all are ready to ready. Um, watch a, just so much wrestling. Like yeah. To, like my level of wrestling watching. Yeah. A day. Four, in one day. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a standard day for you, say. Twelve hours. And it should be a pretty good show. Like, yeah, I got like, I think, like 11 matches booked. Uh, next week we can go over our SummerSlam preview and NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be a good time. Yeah. So, so tune the fuck in. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's move on to our next little segment. We're going to talk about uh, shocking things in wrestling. Like the Shockmaster or when Dean Ambrose got shocked by a TV and lost to Bray Wyatt. Or just things that like just kind of went unexpected. I need I need specifics. I I just took it as a broad like yeah things that you that stick out in your mind in wrestling that are like that was crazy. Just or, not the, why not did the they do two that? super crazy ones? Yeah, there's nothing was super crazy. <laughs> well, there was a lot of stuff that's uh, I would say shocking that they did, but not in a way that's a uh, uh, com- commendable. <laughs> like yeah. choppy choppy your pee pee. Yeah, or like that, that's Eugene. Oh, that's yeah. not okay. I saw him. Yeah, we saw him. He's he going, wasn't I, he wasn't playing up that character. I have a Eugene much. action figure. Yeah, people really liked him. Yeah, he sold merch. Pretty over. Yeah, but um, what's something that stands out in your mind is shocking? Uh, I'm gonna go back to the. Uh, WrestleMania 13 double turn, just because at that time, even though the crowds are kind of doing it, and you never think they'd pull a trigger on a Bret Hart heel turn, and that's kind of the big catalyst that really set it off. So I think that was a really shocking moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, just in recent memory, definitely um, Survivor Series last year, Goldberg squashing Lesnar. Oh yeah. Like that's like since I started watching wrestling again, that's definitely the most shocked I've been. Like. That or that they actually put the Universal title on Finn at SummerSlam last year. That one made sense to me 
Because he, that guy, you can print money on his yeah. apps. It made sense. Like it made sense in retrospect. Yes, but I just didn't think they were gonna do it. Uh, like, shocking moment from more recent memory is Kevin Owens winning the Universal Title. That yeah, Triple H coming back to help him out. That was definitely like I was actually watching Raw live like for once ever because usually I just watch it like afterwards like on delay so mm-hmm. I can skip through a little bit. And I was like, oh shit! Like it was awesome. I was uh, watching it here with some friends. And we're like, oh my god, he did it. He actually did it. So that was real shocking. Yeah. Um, AJ winning it from him at a house at a show. House show that yeah the the US championship yeah. that I that was good, I didn't know that, that was, was a thing weird. that worked. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Yeah. Um, another shocking thing was uh, just when Brock Lesnar returned back in uh, 2012. You just never thought it would happen. Just the way he unceremoniously left the company, hated wrestling. Almost came back like a year later, but then was like, fuck you. Had like a big lawsuit against him. Won. And then they're like, oh. Brock Lesnar won a lawsuit against the WWE? Yeah, they're trying to do their no-compete clause. And kind of people who end up with a no-compete clause WWE just kind of take it. There's been three people that have said no, we're independent contractors. You can't do this. All three have won. Hmm. Uh, Alberto Del Rio, hmm. um, CM Punk, and Brock Lesnar. Hmm. Uh, speaking as someone who literally professionally writes about uh, independent contractors versus W two employees, every <laughs> single one should fight it because they fail like nine out of ten, yeah. like of the criteria. They have precedent though. They do, but still, which sucks. But they have precedent. Yeah. Um, also, shocking moment was Money in the Bank twenty eleven. CM Punk winning the title and no wonky cash in, and he walked out with the belt. That was fucking shocking. Wow. Great. I fucking was cheering my ass off then. Uh, wrestling was just like, I felt like it hit like another level for that time. Like it hadn't hit before after his mm-hmm. pipe bomb. And then like him winning it, it was great. I think I got real drunk that night too. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, like, I don't know. None stuck out to me. I didn't do any of this. 1996, Bash at the Beach. Uh, Man, I missed N-W-O. those cool names. NWO. Yeah. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, The Outsiders, versus Luger, Randy Savage, and Sting. And they're like, we're going to have a third guy. It's going to be the fucking craziest thing you'll ever see. All this kind of fun stuff. Nobody comes out until the end of the match. Here comes the red and yellow, and he's about to lay down the law. And he fucking drops the leg on uh, Randy Savage. There's fucking people throwing trash in the (laughs) ring. Nobody ever thought they'd see that, and that was honestly one of the most shocking. I actually watched that, too. Another shocking moment, WCW, Halloween Havoc 1991, Chamber of Horrors match. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> when Abdul the, Abdul the Butcher got electrocuted in a... Uh, electric chair? In an electric oh, chair. Very little little shocking. Match. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 1998, uh, never, King of the Ring. We never clarified. Uh, is that... Mick Foley almost dying Yeah, twice. when he got thrown <laughs> off of the, the cell. Because when he got thrown off the cell, that was planned. They just didn't think it was going to look as insane as it did. And I was listening to an uh, interview with JR, and he didn't know that was going to happen. So that was a real reaction of like, oh, he killed him, mm. broke him in half. Yeah, J- JR doesn't ever want to know the like booking of the match beforehand. He That's wants, cool. He wants real reactions. Yeah. That's cool. And then when he got chokeslammed through and that chair hit him in the face, yeah, knocked him completely I know. I read an he interview with a... a kidney or something. Had a tooth in his nose. Yeah. Tooth in his I, nose. Yeah, I remember there was an interview with uh, The Undertaker that I was reading and he was saying like, oh, this is the 10-year anniversary of uh, the moment I, I knew I killed my best boy, <laughs> one of my best friends. And also, uh, I just realized this, 
Mick Foley ran out later in that show, by the way. Jesus. Like, he had a fucking uh, run-in. Badass. How can Mick Foley have been hurt so much and be, like, one of the most normal, legendary wrestlers? Have you seen him try to walk? Yeah, but, but that aside, like, his he, brain is yeah. relatively fine. He's only yeah. in his, like, what, 40s? Yeah, but he oh, did okay. take a Joey Ryan penis plex, penis plex <laughs> this last week pretty well for having just he had just, his hip replaced. I was saying, he just get hip surgery. He's probably feeling pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He seemed like he was, like, standing off. He, yeah. he just has a good head on his shoulders, and that's weird for I, someone I who takes hope a lot of beatings. I just hope it stays that way. Yeah. yeah I really well, because we've seen it go the other way. Because yeah. he's, he's like, even, like, said, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen. He's like, I, I haven't... Don't have any effects from like CTE right now, but like who knows? That yeah. CTE sneaks up on people. Like that's the whole thing. Like yeah. that's why people like the effects are so bad because it sneaks up on people. Yeah, and, is that like, like they why? don't. Oh, sorry. Oh, they don't know what's happening. Like oh, they, they suffer severe depression all of a sudden because like their brain is fighting against them. So is that kind of the realm where Daniel Bryan was like, "Hey, we can't risk this happening too much more because like you're lucky at this point with the amount of concussions you've had that your brain's all yeah, fucked. the fact that he had." A post-concussion seizure. Yeah. Mm. Like, like I mean, we mentioned earlier, that's, like, specifically the situation that happened with Chris Benoit. Like, he was himself until about a month or right two here. before. Oh, they said his brain looked like the brain of an 80-year-old Alzheimer's it was, Yeah, it was comparable yeah. to, like, an 80-year-old like Alzheimer's yeah. patient. Like, Nancy Benoit's sister was interviewed on Chris Jericho's podcast. Great episode. It's a great episode. Real weird, but great. Yeah, but said, like, he was pretty normal until a couple months before and then started getting paranoid and was depressed. Like, it just happens. Like, you don't know when or why. Like, it just starts happening. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, we'll bring the mood back up. Another shocking moment. Daniel Bryan winning the the championship at Mania 30. This whole ride just threw it all. He's for how awesome of a wrestler he was. I wasn't really noticing it until this last week on SmackDown because I missed I missed all of Daniel Bryan's run. I just wasn't watching it that period. Yeah, I did too. But him right. standing next to Baron Corbin, I was like, that guy is short. Like I don't know how tall Baron Corbin is, but he, I think but he's Daniel, like six eight. For how great of a, a, a wrestler Daniel Bryan is, like, doesn't have a lot of height on him. No, it wasn't even that big. It's just that uh, he was unbelievably talented in the mm-hmm. ring, and then he, since he was like that big. It was a, um, like, everybody's like, this is our guy. It's, he's an underdog, but he's really good. This guy's us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of saw themselves in, in Daniel Bryan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, same thing. Like, that's what Rey Mysterio was when he was at his height. Like, really small underdog. guys who can, can work and or play that underdog well. Yeah, but, like, with Mysterio, though, he had the, the Lucha Libre thing. Like, the mask kind of was, like, a, almost more of a superhero. Yeah. Daniel Bryan was just... Every that man. guy that you see at the co-op. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he looked like a caveman who was just yeah. really good at wrestling. He was also a jacked vegan at the time. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean he doesn't eat meat? <laughs> uh, shocking moments that I like, and I can't think of any specific ones right now, but like when... Well, I don't know if I like them because it's usually something very dangerous revolving around it. But when like character gets broken or like that fourth wall is broken, it's like we need fucking help out here. Like or just uh, I don't know. Just when the the storyline gets totally put to the side and it's like something has happened. But I can't think of any specifics. I know I've seen stuff like that. I mean, last year at SummerSlam, even though I know it's a work now, but like Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton thing, like just felt like him that. In the like, head. Just kept elbowing him in the head until he started gushing blood. Damn. Like it felt. Like that was happening, and I was like, "Whoa, what is ha- yeah. like?" I think it's not a very right barbaric thing to like, and but I get <laughs> I get psyched when it happens. Another summer, I like real pain. I like when someone might be hurt. Another SummerSlam shocking moment was Brock Lesnar versus John Cena, where 
Brock Lesnar threw John Cena around just for like 20 minutes. Just yes. straight. He, John Cena hit like three moves and Brock Lesnar suplexed him for 20 minutes. Beat God. the shit out of him. It was great. It was an awesome match. That's where they had the suplex count and like nobody's ever seen John Cena like that. Yeah. And yeah. It was just uh, super shocking. And yeah. then I'll leave it on this one. Nexus debut. When they came in and beat the holy fuck out of Cena oh, and yeah. CM Punk, tore the ring apart. Daniel Bryan got fired for choking uh, the ring announcer. Josh Justin, Roberts. Uh, Justin Roberts with a tie. Roberts, yeah. And they, yeah, they just laid to waste everybody. Yeah. That's what I'm that, talking about. That's that shit on they meant this. Likes. Shut up. And Super <laughs> Cena ended that. Yeah, let's thing. not talk about that one. I mean, he's redeemed himself since. So he's lost every SummerSlam since that. When he, let's hope he beats Baron, though. Fuck Baron. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know a wrestler's bad when you're cheering for the guy. I, I don't know. Fucking untagged him himself in yeah, Instagram picture. Just because I made fun <laughs> of his skull. You know you don't have a lot of hair up there, it's Baron. Okay. Eat shit, Baron. Some people, some people just get sad. They don't like me. Like his tummy. About them. He's got a little sad face tummy. <laughs> he does. Yeah, his belly button. <laughs> Any other shocking like moments from you guys? Just the Shockmaster, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That um, just, uh, as, like... As a younger fan, I remember being very shocked when Brock Lesnar threw um, Zach Galen down some stairs. Oh, he threw Zach Gowan down Gowan, stairs. yeah. And he was bleeding like crazy. Yeah, a uh, one-legged wrestler uh, yeah. in a wheelchair. Uh, oh, dang, Brock. Yeah, Brock. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think Zach Gowan's mom was at that he show. He was, like, um, on Bruce Pritchard on his podcast talked about having to, like, console his mom because she didn't know how bad it was going to be. Like, she knew it was going to be like, oh, he's going to get, like, destroyed by Brock Lesnar. She didn't know that he was taking a bump down some stairs. Jeez. Like, in a wheelchair. <laughs> also, shocking moment was when uh, Paul Heyman showed up on Monday Night Raw for the first time after ECW closed, when they, they lost Jerry Lawler. And Jerry was like, hey, it's my new announce partner. Here comes fucking Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. ECW guys had no idea what was going to happen either. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck? This guy owes me money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real similarly, Eric Bischoff showing up on Raw, too. I'm better. Oh, my God. I'm better than anyone. I, I was watching that episode of Raw, like, Same what happened. Here. Like, and, Booker like, T. I, Tell me I did not just see that. Yeah. I wasn't even like a WCW fan, but like I just knew vaguely who he was. That was the fucking And enemy. I could just tell who how shocked everyone else was. So I was just like, oh, this is a big deal. Like, And then he ended up being the GM of Raw. Yeah. And then one more shocking moment. Shawn Michaels returning in the NWO. Because I was not expecting that. Also, he was real sober. It's good for him. <laughs> yeah. I was very happy to see he was almost passing out, losing his smile. <laughs> Yeah. Because, holy fuck, he loved pills. Yeah. Now he loves Jesus. Now he loves Jesus almost as much it as he loves pills. Gets high on the nerd. And <laughs> his country films. <laughs> yeah. Christian country films. Fuck yeah. Uh, shout out Christian movies. <laughs> Am I talking about Christian the Wrestler? <laughs> also shout out any movie that Christian the Wrestler's in. I don't think he's ever in movies. Check he out was IMDb. on the Haven with Edge once and then they canceled the show. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait, is Edge the one in the Viking show? Yeah, he's okay. in Vikings. That just makes sense. Their podcast is very, very hilarious and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Especially when Tommy Dreamer's on. <laughs> they, I love how much shit they have Dreamer. Tommy, 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 Tommy. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the classic. The Wrestle oh, Yeah, this is our, our last uh, last week of this the first is, round. Yeah, this is yeah. the end of round number one. We got some fucking 
barn burners. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready to fight. Yeah, it's going to be slobber knockers from here on out. All right, should we start with the best or start with the worst? Let's start with the worst. All right, David Arquette versus Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor wins hands down. Yeah. Um, fight this right would maybe now, be my favorite match of these just because I know Chuck Taylor would find a way to make this a very entertaining It'd be very match. fun to watch. Well, this would be a great match to start like a, an actual tournament, uh, like the last show of a tournament, because it'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a good break from like, everything else. And Chuck, I think David Arquette could play it up. Let's break down what we know about David Arquette as a wrestler. Um, I watched the halfway, two things I could find. Halfway decent spear. <laughs> halfway. Okay. Okay. It's like almost as good as Edge's. I bet he's got some kicks. I bet he's got some punches. He's got that That's sick America key with a belt. WCW champion. I mean, if we go from with his ready to rumble character, cop <laughs> character, come down on a motorcycle, pretty damn badass. Fuck yeah. all cops. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cab, hey, cab, hey, cab. Except David Arquette. You okay? <laughs> um, this is my argument. So Chuck Taylor is an actual wrestler. Um, <laughs> David Arquette is not. Yeah, but you take that out of it. One time, my friend's band was in a battle of the bands. It was also their last show. So who voted for their other friend's band? David Arquette? Me. And the other band won by one. That was my band. That was Eastside's band. I almost lost friends that night. (laughs) But they were actually continuing being a band, so they deserve the win in my mind. So, Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor's a better wrestler. He's, he's better a at comedy. Wrestler. Also, he's a world champion right now, Well, too. Well, better at comedy? Yes. I stand uh, by that. Uh, I've never uh, seen anybody take a thumb in the butt spot like Chuck Taylor. <laughs> or use an invisible grenade. But who was in Scream? But, well, yeah, who was, yeah. Yeah, but have you seen an invisible grenade be used the way Chuck Taylor does it? Scary movie. Um, yes, yeah, so I've seen that spot. He's Great like spot. Yeah, he's a really good spot. <laughs> No, like, it's, I, of course, David Arquette's not going to win. We're spending way too much time on this. He was the WCW show. He pinned Eric Bischoff, right? Isn't that who he pinned? Vince Russo, wasn't it? Yep, it was uh, God damn it. Like, just think about that for a second. Well, the WCW dead. champion, which has, like, it was like he Rick, took it out. Yeah. Rick fucking Flair's, like, big gold belt. Yeah. It was, like, the NWA title, like, lineage. David Arquette pinned fucking Vince Russo to win that. To thing. take it off of DDP. Fuck that. Neither Fuck of you, which Russo. were fucking champion, and it was a tag team match. Fuck you, Russo. And I then fucking DDP, celebrated. DDP celebrated losing his belt he to lived his in the teammate. Because he knew that he lost to the better wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a vote here. I'm going to go with the shirt that I am wearing right now. That can David t- Arquette. He <laughs> <laughs> so does have a... I'm going to go with the seven tattoos on my body, David Arquette. <laughs> Okay. The Kentucky gentleman. One for each screen. <laughs> dust himself. Four? All caps Dustin. Chuck Taylor. Okay. Chuck Taylor gets my vote. Yeah, of course Chuck Taylor's going to win that <laughs> yeah, match. Yeah. Definitely Chuck. good old Chuck. David Arquette, Chuck. you're fine. I love Ready to Rumble. That movie's great. Forever. But you okay. lose. Okay. Chuck Taylor moves on. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, Owens versus Gargano. Kevin Owens versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, I'll say I have not watched a lot of Gargano, so I don't, I don't know, but... I love Johnny Gargano. So, I he's hard to find. I've only seen him in tag team stuff. He's a great wrestler, but he's also not Kevin Owens. Uh, I'll say, uh, the, I watched the... Have you watched the Cruiserweight Classic match he had against Tommaso Ciampa? Because that match is unbelievable. It's very, very amazing. That, that, and then the end of that match, the storytelling. Like, there's not a better underdog babyface 
in wrestling, at least like in WWE, than Johnny Gargano. I'm gonna yeah. just yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, uh, he seemed like a very genuinely nice person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can give him points for that. Yeah. He goes and hangs out at Disney with his wife, Candice That's Lorette. what I'm talking about. Um, Do they have kids or are they just chilling at Disney? Just chilling at Disney. He, Dude, fuck he, loves, yeah. the world. he loves the world of color. Um, Hell I think yeah. he's a great wrestler. And honestly, I think he should win because you every tournament needs a Cinderella story. Every tournament needs an underdog. Is he going to beat Okada in the next round? No. <laughs> so but, but <laughs> Owens can Owens could t- afford a loss. And Owens would lose a Gargano. Okay, if so if, if Owens loses right now, who do we have in the tournament that's the biggest heel? Because that's what my main thing going on with Owens would be, is that okay. I would just love him he, Let's look here. to be a, a, just a heel is his the, way up. Rock's definitely a face. Punk? Punk's, like, Punk's great as a heel. Omega? Or, or wait, we just... Austin. He's a heel sometimes. Mm-hmm. Austin's the greatest ever. We are seen. actually pretty heel white and... General. And I, that's the only reason I would go with Owens over Gargano is just because I, I want some fucking asshole in there. Like, Owens healing off on Okada would be pretty fucking entertaining. I, I think the match would be better with Gargano versus Okada, especially if you play up that underdog story. Gets It goes up for the pop-up powerbomb. Uh, Hurricane Rana into a victory roll. Gets a we'll quick one, two, three. Next week if he wins, we're talking about... No, I'm talking oh, about Kevin Owens. Oh, okay. Pop a powerbomb. Okay. Know the moves. I don't know, know the, moves. the moves. I only know the swinging fisherman's neck break. <laughs> neck breaker. <laughs> don't know. And Rainmaker, because I have a shirt that says it. I, I, honestly, Johnny Gargano should win. That's my argument. Every tournament needs a Cinderella story. And like, even in fucking college basketball, there's always one that sneaks through that first round. Like, holy shit, they just did throw in somebody that was going to go deep. Yeah. Well, you know, you voted for The Rock over Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I you, did. You voted for against the ultimate Cinderella story. You could have convinced us he's high. It yeah, been that Daniel one Bryan. isn't as much of a Cinderella story because Daniel Bryan's it's been already to the top one of the, of the greatest. Mountain. He has a trophy named after him. Yeah, he's been to the top of the mountain. Gargano hasn't. I think, especially because like their history together on the independence and you know PWG, which I know I think I'm the one that's really dove a lot into, so I know a lot more Johnny Gargano. Yeah. For a match at, I think it was DDT 2014, Kyle O'Reilly, Chris Hero, Johnny Gargano, and Drake Younger. Great match. Drake Younger, referee in NXT now, by the way. Hmm. He could beat most of the people up that are in NXT. I want to say he's Drake not allowed in. to. He's a referee. I know, but you see his fucking just chopped up head, and you're like he's been through some shit. Yeah, but he's not allowed to. I know. <laughs> Good for him though. <laughs> um, I think Gargano needs to win because he needs that Cinderella story. You can even have it where Owens destroys the fuck out of him after the match, and just lays him the fuck out. And plays his childish heel role even he better. Is a crybaby and then is just kind of lingering the entire tournament. Yeah, and just like always there. I think that be that plays into his character really well. I'm a sucker for a Cinderella story, and you're kind of making a good point. You need you need that one where it's a surprise win. He gets beat up the whole match. If you've seen the NXT Takeover from Chicago, where Tommaso Ciampa like beats the shit out of him, that fucking puppy dog look of why. That he gives Tommaso Ciampa just fucking tugs the heartstrings, and he's just like laying there in like Ciampa's lap, just like touching him. Like, what are you doing to me? We're friends. We live together. Oh yeah. And then Ciampa just kills him again and again. You need a Cinderella story. Great comeback from after him getting beat up at Takeover. Here it is. Gets a big win. Cat automatically catapults him to the next level. You make a superstar in this tournament. You make Johnny Gargano all heart. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you just because you put up a way more passion in a, a offense than I was willing to put into this match. So uh, fuck yeah. When I was choosing people, I'm like I'm fighting for Johnny Gargano. Uh, I don't want to be bitter just because you always win because you always make really good arguments, but it's a good argument. But Owens, fight Owens, fight. I love Owens. I oh I don't want to see Owens versus Okada. I love Owens, but I gotta go Johnny Gargano. Uh, I have Kevin Owens shorts that I bought, guys. <laughs> I was Kevin Owens for Halloween last year. <laughs> now you're turning on him. Yeah, because he I, turned on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he turned on Sami Zayn. When? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, hasn't he? I was going to make a joke about it being that he turned on El Generico, but then I remembered he did turn on Sami <laughs> <laughs> Zayn in NXT. Uh, I mean, I guess... I got you got two for Gargano now. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to look up a lot more Gargano stuff. Oh no! Ham versus Tommaso Ciampa at the Cruiserweight Classic is a classic. I don't want to vote before or I don't want to vote before you. That's the thing. We make secret votes under the table. We reveal <laughs> at the same time. Uh, On three, you guys just say it. I don't know. I researched a little bit too. I don't watch any Owens matches. We already know him. Same um, with you. Owens Nakamura? Would that be fun, though? Be would okay. that be fun to watch? Happen in Ring of Honor. I would well, be Okada, not Nakamura. That's what I meant, sorry. Okay. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. I think it'd be a really good match. Either one would be a good match. I think, I think work, work rate-wise, Gargano versus Okada would be like uh, a little bit more akin to what we're used to, where um, Owens versus Okada would be a little more WWE style. It's gonna be really good. Yeah. Are you committing to Gargano? Hundred like, oh. To to the top. Like, I'm are you gonna fight Gargano? I'm just gonna Okada. I'm just gonna commit to Gargano right now, and we'll talk next next time, <laughs> if he makes it through. Next time, uh, genuine hassle <laughs> Because uh, yeah, you did right. make a good argument. Go with Gargano. Gargano wins. Save, save you from having to thank you, the vote, but you still have to make the vote. Yeah, Gar- I was gonna go Gargano just because I didn't want to have to do another. Research and then talk about it again next week yeah. and then cave and uh, then. So Isa, you're the cin- you, you, that's the Cinderella story of this classic. Fuck so yeah, yeah. That. that's what it needed. And I'm gonna go for that evil versus uh, Okada fucking uh, win that that happened this time in the G1. I'm gonna be going for that next time. Gargano's gonna beat Okada. All right, Gargano, that's a that's a, that's a <laughs> unanimous. Uh, <laughs> you're funny. Moving yeah, on. It's really good. <laughs> I tried. Well, um, fucking evil beat them with an SPO. Okay. I tried real hard with Fantasio, so you can try real that's hard. A, that's during that tournament. That, this is a little bit lighter schedule. <laughs> Okada's going to be no, more No, this is all happening on one show. Oh, shit. Real long show. <laughs> Damn. It's like a two-day old show. They just go through the night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, who's our next match? Um, I think the the this one we're going to talk about a lot. Okay. So, Bret Hart versus Sandman. Bret Hart, easily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um be entertaining just because it's so different from each other like yeah I, I tried to find Sandman matches matches to watch today and I you have a VHS player and they were boring uh, they're you so, pair Zubas and a bunch of Budweiser yeah, he's a better character than he is a wrestler like really charismatic oh. yeah oh he's a he's an Enzo Amore yeah, well, he's, no, he's just he's better. Than, he's better. <laughs> a lot better. He's in ECW. He's, he's better just, than that. He's Enzo. just like a badass. Like, but that's the thing I love about this match that if, I definitely am going to say now that it would go to Bret Hart because he is the excellence of execution. The, but like, one of the best. He is. 
incredible. Yeah. But, I definitely uh, want to see Sandman still trying to smoke a cigarette while in the sharp. But I definitely... <laughs> I think, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, yes. I, but I also think... If uh, if Bret Hart gave a shit enough to that he could help pull great match oh, that'd Sandman. Oh, a great match, I yeah. think, because it'd be a brawl, and I, I would want to say it'd be kind of like the a WrestleMania 13 like I Quit match where it's just a fight, mm-hmm. and then he fucking locks him in that sharpshooter and just he fucking taps out. And all that, all them them beers and cigarettes are gonna 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 catch up to him when he's fucking going 20 minutes with Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah. But, he's gonna go in the back and just throw up for an hour yeah. <laughs> and drink more beer. Okay. You can rally. This one, this one, I think there's going to be a lot of talk. The final match. Zach's daddy, Kurt Angle. Are you Jason Jordan? Yes. I, Jason Jordan, your fake brother? I am Jason Jordan. <laughs> Listen to my music. Midi keyboard. <laughs> Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero, who is a legend. Yeah, which uh, they sorts. had a phenomenal was WrestleMania 20. Two yeah. Hall of Famers, two legends, two of the best in that that early 2000s era. Yeah, the pro- like two like probably the two best workers in the company at the time with Benoit, unfortunately again thrown in. Yeah, it's coming up. That's a, he's oh, good. You got to well, talk that's the thing him. I watched. Yeah, like, I watched that I didn't realize in in New Japan. Uh, Benoit versus uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, it wasn't Black Tiger, was it? Was it, was it uh, Tiger Mask? Jason uh, Thunder Liger. No, no. Pegasus Kid versus who? It was... Blue think, Blazer. No, I think it was Black Tigers, Eddie Guerrero's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 He was one of the Black Tigers. So yeah. let's rock your mirror from a punky vice. Yeah, I was, oh, that, was a, that was a cool match. Yeah. I was like, I mean, yes. There's no was, denying. That was in the Super J Cup? Yeah. Sure, That's yeah, what it was, ended it was whatever up most like, easily was found becoming test of the super juniors. Yeah, and also what led to both of them being in brought into WCW. WCW, and WCW and then, Eddie Guerrero yeah. was great, and I, I mean, I knew that from his like early twenties, probably even late teens, that he was a uh, just a, a great worker and a great wrestler. But he and he really was like a. Uh, it was his. It was in his blood. It was his family. It was yeah. all wrestlers. Yeah, uh, Chavo Senior. Chavo Classic. Yeah. Uh, Gory Grower, his dad um, invented a bunch of stuff and was a the Gory Stretch, yeah, like the Gory Special and all this kind of stuff. And then uh, Chavo is his Chavo Senior's his brother, brother, yeah, great worker, huge in like Southern California and still working into the two thousands, like as Chavo Classic, cruiserweight champion, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Oh man, was yeah. I know he was tag team champion with. Chavo Jr. Yeah. for a while, and I, he might have been cruiserweight champion. I want to say he was. I believe he beat Eddie for the cruiserweight <laughs> title at one point. And so, um, I love Eddie Guerrero. Um, he's one of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, his matches in WCW as a cruiser were great. Um, when he came into WWE, a lot of fanfare, but then he battled some demons, got let go, had some amazing independent matches. Yeah. There is a match that is CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Eddie Guerrero that happened on an independent oh, no. yeah. like in 2001 or 2002. Yeah, it's um, phenomenal. He like, cleaned up his life, huge, came back and had an amazing run. Tag team champs with his, his nephew Chavo, uh, intercontinental champ, and he won the big one against yeah. Brock Lesnar. I was going to say, that's a shocking moment we actually missed is he beat Brock Lesnar for the title, and I wasn't like in to like the backstage stuff enough to know at the time that Brock Lesnar was leaving, so it was that was shocking to me. Like, and I just never thought that they were gonna ever put the put the belt on Eddie. And with him being always one of my favorites, yeah. uh, especially being a Mexican, 
I fucking loved it. Like, that was my guy. That was, yeah. And it wasn't just like, oh, this is like a Rey Mysterio where it's like a, like a luchador. This was just Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, he was so good. And his, his heel work was so fucking fun. He's Dominic's real dad. And isn't he like, <laughs> like, Sasha Banks does a lot of, like, references yeah, to him? Yeah, her yeah. that she, like... That's her biggest influence in, like, wrestling hero. Like. Also, JBL always shouts out Eddie Guerrero. They were really good friends. Dave mm-hmm. Batista. The reason why Dave Batista ended up, like, doing okay backstage is because Eddie Guerrero backed him up. Yeah. And vouched for him. Said, this is my guy. Hey, best problem with him comes to me. Mm-hmm. He's a locker room leader. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I've talked about a lot. Like, Kurt Angle's, like, my, like, favorite wrestler, like, all time. Mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero, like, is right there. Like... This is like, even back then, like when I was watching, it was like, whether it's a heel or face, like Eddie Guerrero, one and like, one a, like yeah, it was like they were just totally different in like the way, like they're both really great workers and like that's similar, but that's just kind of how SmackDown was back then. But like, they are both like so good at what they did, and they were very very different at it. You know, like Kurt Angle, like whether it's a heel or face, was like, you know, the like stuck up I'm better than you sort of thing Eddie as a face would cheat more than the heels to win lie cheat and steal and the crowd would be fucking over the moon for him he would hit the chair on the ground toss to the other guy and be knocked out yeah even when he beat Brock he hit him with like he missed the belt shot but then got a DDT under the belt yeah got the DDT on the belt tries to throw the belt out of the ring and somehow rebounded it (laughs) off of the ropes back into the ring (laughs) which makes like no sense just like Physics, how that happened, but uh, Kurt Angle tells a funny story in one of the uh, like a shoot interview on YouTube about like a, a shoot they got into backstage. Oh, when Eddie got, tried to like, go for like the double leg takedown, and on, Kurt was on just Kurt like, Angle, oh, an Olympic gold medalist, or just like put him in a lock and just yeah. choked him out until Eddie was done, Bruce, and then they yeah. couldn't get over it. Bruce like, Richards like quote about it is like because he like came in and like asked like Eddie, what were you thinking, man? And he just said. I don't know. I'm just so stupid sometimes, man. Like, <laughs> well, like I guess just, Kurt Angle went to the back to kind of be like the in his in, it was his version of the story. So I don't know, but to be the bigger man and be like, hey, Eddie, sorry about that. And he was just like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And so Kurt Angle got pissed and pushed him again. And then they got into Eddie, another fight. Eddie and like, known to have a temper backstage. And I guess Big Big Show had to pick up. Uh, yeah, he had to pick up uh, Kurt Angle by his like singlings, made him feel like a little like sad puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> like took him off. So then. Um, like I said, huge fan of Eddie Guerrero, who was one of my favorites, especially at that time. Nobody ever took to wrestling like Kurt Angle. Yeah. From the time he, like, first stepped into a wrestling ring to, like, learn professional wrestling to when he had the WWE title and every single undercard singles title underneath it at the time was two years. Yeah, two years. Nobody's ever taken to being a pro wrestler as fast as Kurt Angle. And the mm-hmm. machine-like tenacity he has to keep coming back after broken neck, after broken neck, after One of my favorite neck. matches of that era was Royal Rumble, I want to say it was 2003? Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Yeah. Great match. Um, it was just an unbelievable, like, athletic contest. I, reversals I had never seen. They're just suplexing mm. each other all over the place. I remember I w- watched that as a kid. I ordered that pay per view. I recorded that on a VHS, yeah. <laughs> and I would just watch that match over and over and over again because it was just so good. 
I'm like, this is the fucking best match I've seen. Do you still have that tape? Uh, I might at my mom's house. Uh, because uh, I, I got into VHS collecting a couple of years ago, and recorded from home, recorded wrestling VHS tapes go for fucking money. Yeah. People I have a bunch them. of like 2002 Raw episodes, too. Dude, throw that shit on like, eBay and like, fucking retire. Dude, copy them to DVD and then sell them. Because like, I used to not be able to watch Raw and SmackDown, uh, coming uh, right off the bat because I had baseball. But I made sure there were tapes. Yeah. The first thing I do, coming home covered in dirt. Time to watch wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I mean, and also, like, Kurt Angle, like, the fact that he didn't just, like, work one style, really. Like, he had a very definitive style, but he could, like, do high-flying stuff. He was, like, the best technical wrestler. They, um, I was watching this video, and it was Rey Mysterio, and he talked about um, Kurt Angle when Rey Mysterio had his first SummerSlam match right when he came to the company Kurt Angle said I want to do everything that you do I want to make sure you get over and so he worked different styles he worked yeah. that like fast paced lucha style yeah like the, he did a moonsault off of a steel cage like, he was doing that in TNA after he was in horrible shape yeah and even through when in 2012 he decided for some reason to try to do Olympic wrestling again and was still doing professional wrestling and quickly learned that it was a bad idea. Real but, bad idea. Um, but then there's, you know, the Shawn Michaels WrestleMania match where the two switched styles for a match after not having been in the ring with each other. The Brock Lesnar WrestleMania 19 match. Yeah. Another great match. Uh, Kurt Angle also was never above making an ass out of himself yeah. and being a butt of a joke. Oh, that's what I think was so... It's such a good idea about this match is two of them as the characters like Kurt Angle had no problem making fun of himself being a heel the little cowboy hat yeah, yeah. Oh. oh he was like he was the best at just like being the butt of a joke and he so just good at just like not this, taking himself seriously almost like a naive seriously. little kid with Austin and McMahon when yeah. Austin is doing his heel run and he's just there like a little kid just like all wide eyed like yeah, yeah. I'm with my I'm friends I'm doing it too but then like by the time like the Brock Lesnar like stuff was going on he, he also like had that like he was terrifyingly intense. Yeah. Like, when he was doing that uh, Olympic gold medal challenge, there's a match with current WWE NXT superstar Roderick Strong where he beats the living fuck out of him. Mm. And it was great. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like one of the most famous squash matches of all time. <laughs> and then, like, he, like, turned heel and, like, was just, like, terrifying. Like, yeah. the look on his face, like, it looked like he wanted to kill you because he was, like fighting through drug addiction and, like, broken necks, like, yeah. and he was just putting it out into the ring, like. I mean, and one good sign of a wrestler that goes above and beyond is they both did great jobs of putting people on the map. Kurt Angle put John Cena on the map. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't yeah. for that match, John Cena probably would have debuted and flopped. But that whole match that they went through, it was like, oh, shit, this Cena guy might be something. Yeah. And then Eddie Guerrero made JBL. He made JBL with that fucking bloody yeah that that insanely bloody botched play job that, oh my god they lost just so much blood yeah it's um, uncomfortable like I've seen like thumbnails of YouTube videos like bloodiest matches and it's just Eddie's face and yeah. I like can't see it like great match though but Eddie made JBL yeah and then Kurt made John 
And so it, this one's just a super yeah. tough one. It, yeah, it is tough. And I just wanted to get like good amounts of time and yeah, really get their accolades on both of them. Yeah. Because yeah. they were and they were both equally strong characters. Eddie's Latino heat stuff, like when he would just like fucking like rip, like beat in his chest and like just get pissed the crowd off. Would just go fucking. It's like dude, nuts. he's unstoppable. Yeah, like he's an unstoppable. Kurt person. has like the like pull down the straps thing. That's like almost the same thing. Yeah, we're like, just like oh, he's fucking gearing up. It's coming like, up on that. Uh, in that milk truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then fucking Eddie Guerrero comes with that shit truck. Yeah. And sprays down the big show. <laughs> so, yeah. This, like, is a, this is a real tough one. These are both guys really in my mm-hmm. uh, wheelhouse when I was in that era. Yeah. Two of my top and guys at the time. The next match, no matter what, is going to be another one of those because the, the winner of this fights Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and so we just get. We get a 19, re- WrestleMania 19 or No Way Out 2004. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll speak for a second. Um, this is all I have to say. I watched two matches, both with Brock Lesnar. He had a control. I like this. And I'm going to say Kurt Angle did more impressive things, and Kurt Angle was better, and I vote Kurt Angle. I'm going to say for. I'm sorry, you say. Now for, I think for the sake of the story of this. Thing. I'm going to go with Eddie just because I think a win for Eddie means a lot more than a win for Kurt Angle as far as what's already currently being represented into the in the classic already. That Eddie Guerrero, I think, would bring more uh, weight behind him with a victory. Uh, but match-wise, if they were just going wrestle-to-wrestle, I would probably put Kurt Angle over. But as far as the classic goes, uh, I, to me, it's got to be Eddie Guerrero. I think Eddie's pedigree and the fact that he was just in it for a little bit more for me, and I watched him in WCW in the Cruiserweight because that's essentially in the Monday Night Wars. That's all I really cared about that in the NWO. And then even after a while, I didn't really care about the NWO because I mean, when Vincent was fucking there and Horace Hogan, <laughs> who really the fuck cares about that? But uh, Eddie Guerrero had consistently solid matches there, and then he came to WWE had consistently solid matches. Um, I gotta go, Eddie. Yeah. That also this is a personal thing. Yeah. Eddie was my guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, it makes sense. And plus, like, the thing with Eddie, too, is that we didn't get to see, like, that last stage of his career. Like, you know, like, the, like, era that, like, Cena's in now where it's, like, he's older and, like... Putting people putting over. Putting people but, over and, like, doing, like, new things, like... like What I would give, like, to, for, like, that time yeah. to have, like, that Eddie from, like, 2003, 2002 against the guys like Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, this... is you know, it might be shocking based on, like, my personal <laughs> fandom, but, like, I would go Eddie Guerrero on this. Like, Makes I've been sense. thinking about this since we started. Like, plus, like... This is the one that, like, had you the most worried. Yeah, oh, I yeah. thought it was going like, to make yeah. you mad today. Oh, no, like, these are two <laughs> of my favorite wrestlers all, of all time. Like, Kurt is my number, like, one. Eddie could have been if he, like, had, you know, unfortunately hadn't passed away. Like, yeah. Eddie could have kept going and Kurt, down there. I might Kurt have stayed... never made me cry like Eddie did okay. watching his tribute show. Yeah. Holy shit. I may have stayed into teams. wrestling more consistently if Eddie had still been around. Like, I'll agree with Eddie's that death, and then, like, you and know, Chris Benoit's, Chris Benoit's death, again, like, keeps coming up. But those two things, like, like pretty, like, severely, like, turned me off from wrestling. Kurt Angle even said, though, that that match at WrestleMania 20 where they had together was one of the best matches he ever had, and he admitted that if he had wrestled Eddie at an earlier point in his career, that, like, he has no idea, like, how insanely like uh uh like just 
fun that what, match would be for what him. What they could have done. What like, they could have done together in the ring. Because Eddie was already hurting like a lot. But he still, point. even at that point, gave Kurt Angle one of his best matches. Was that 2004? Yeah, that would have been 2004. No, it couldn't have been 2004. 2004 was WrestleMania 20 where it ended with uh, Benoit and... And Eddie, his chance. This was 2005. That was the year he passed away. Yeah. Oh. So he was already like not in good health. Yeah. Who did Eddie fight for the title at WrestleMania then? Uh, it was... I thought it was Angle that year. Was it Angle? It was Angle, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because WrestleMania 21 is Shawn Michaels. Yes. Kurt, so... Yes, you're right. And that's when they had that moment that should be played all the time, but because of what the happened... Wolverine. Just because what happened there, it should never be played. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I th- it's something that we actually talked about today, uh, just as people separating art from the artist... It's real hard to separate if you that just look at, Benoit. If you just look I at, can't watch matches. I've tried anymore. and I can't. It's, just, it's real yeah. tough. No, no what happened. If I see his face, all I think about is the fucking horrible shit he's done. That's yeah. what I listened to this interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin about why, like, the question being, should Chris Benoit ever be inducted in the Hall of Fame? And he's like, no, because of no matter how great what uh, Chris Benoit did in the ring, it's always going to be overshadowed yeah. by what he did in that last weekend of his life. Mm-hmm. And any night that would be about the Hall of Fame would just be about Benoit if he were to ever be put in there. Yeah. It wouldn't be about any of the other inductees. That shouldn't do that, and it yeah. shouldn't glorify somebody that did no. that. Yeah, and, yeah. and like, plus just like watching his matches, like there's stuff he does that I see, and I'm like, oh, that was one hit to the head towards like what the brain injuries that ended up like probably causing him to like, you know, Kill his whole family. Kill his whole family. Like, he did a flying headbutt off the top rope as a finishing move. Yeah. There have been multiple guys who've had... Unprotected headshots. Yeah. And, like, there have been multiple guys who use that move who now have, like, traumatic brain injuries. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Uh Dynamite Kid did that move. That's where Chris Benoit got it. That guy's in piss poor health. Yeah. Um, The guy who invented that Harley race says he regrets doing that. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, it's unwatchable because you, like, because of what he did and because you see the, like, stuff that's leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but shout out, because that match, I would want that to be another Iron Man match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just let him go 60 minutes, and then right at the end, I would love a DQ finish. And yeah. he hits the chair on the ground, tosses it to Kurt, yep. sees calls for the bell. Be perfect. Yep. Uh, that'd be so good. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie. I want Eddie Guerrero to light cheat and steal his way to the top of this WrestleMania <laughs> like classic. He stole my heart. Yeah. And him coming out in a lowrider and Kurt coming out in his milk truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Guerrero wins. All right, so what are what are we yeah. doing next what's, week? What's next what's week? What's the, the, what is the next round? Yeah, this is the second round. Next week begins the second round. Uh, also, next week, if it's okay with the other Wrestle Boys, I want to have a guest. Absolutely. It's my friend and yours. Brady Savage is going to be on the, on the yeah yeah uh, from heaterwrestling.com <laughs> <laughs> follow him on twitter at heaterwrestling follow him on twitter at noxrelevance uh, shout out Brady you're going to be on next week I told you you would Brady I'm excited shout to catch up with you I vaguely remember him because we, we were in bands that played with each other back in high school if you ever want to see somebody get angry at wrestling Hang out with Grady. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about WWE, and he's not going to be happy about it. But, um, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, just I'll run through the whole second round, yeah, yeah. I guess. And run we'll through the second round. Out, like, so. Oh, 
well, close the picture. Super good job. Uh, it'll be Tanahashi versus Anoki. Oh, <laughs> One ace and another ace. Yeah, the current, like, you know, like last generation's ace versus the guy who founded the company. So <laughs> let's see, let's see who's ready to do business. Um, WrestleMania 13 rematch: Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart. God Jesus damn. Christ! Ooh. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a talk about that <laughs> one. Yes, we are. Uh, oh my God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch up on my Brett. I'm gonna catch up on my Stone. I will set. I'm gonna. I'll put out on our Facebook page, and if Zach Canyon will put it out on Twitter, yeah. uh, some great matches of Brett and Stone Cold to check mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. and even them against each other. Yeah. Because I feel that one really is gonna need some time. Yeah. Because I'm gonna have a hard time with that. Yeah. Um, Johnny Gargano versus Okada. Hell yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. I'll, I'll also post some Johnny Gargano up for everybody. Please yeah. do, because I can't find um, it. <laughs> The match that would have been really awesome if it had happened this year at WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus. That one's going to be so hard. Yeah. Um, all right. Then, other side of the bracket, The Rock versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we put this real good. God damn. Somebody hire us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at you, Wrestle Club. Finn yeah. Balor versus Chuck Taylor. Hell yeah. God, poor Chuck. Poor Finn. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is not the last we've seen uh, David Arquette. <laughs> Finn Balor's never been PWG champ, guys. Finn Balor's Finn Balor. <laughs> He's never been PWG champ. We'll talk about it yeah. later. Four, there's 400 people in our seat of California that have come and kick your ass. Uh, Topanga from Boy Meets World, shout out. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar. Damn. Yeah. And finally, CM Punk versus Shibata. Hell yeah. Two, two guys that are pro wrestlers Some... and kind of tried MMA. God damn. So do you want to... I don't feel like we can do four... Should ma- we do two? I think with the second round, these are going to take a little bit more we time. Stretch yeah, it out. So we're going to go two matches. Yeah. yeah. Um, next week... Let's talk about, we're going to set it up now. Let's do CM Punk and Shibata. Okay. And let's just get, um, let's do Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Already? Let's do it already. Let's, I'm not ready. Let's start off. Yeah, we've already been watching Stone Cold stuff. <laughs> let's, let's, let's start off the second round with a fucking true man event. And if this is like one of the real tournaments, all the guys that lost would still have matches on the next show. Yeah, man. A lot of like four, five, five person tag team. Is there a loser's bracket? Yeah. We should actually make that up. I'll, Jesus I'll draw Christ. that up. We'll draw a loser's bracket. We'll we can just really do like, just vote. Like, don't discuss. Just vote it. And just, just get through it. Just a real quick vote. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. We're going to do a couple quick votes on a loser's bracket. Fantasia. This is a real long episode, guys. It is. Where are we at? It is. We're one, almost an hour and a half. Oh, damn. I, nice. Yes. Time for to compress this one so it's a little smaller file size this time. <laughs> uh, so. A knocker of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. By God. Yeah. But Thanks. also, when that happens when you kind of take a lot of time, sometimes you can't make it do errands. That's why I'm glad they're stamps.com. Yeah. <laughs> we're not sponsored by them. Uh, I just want to say, like, so we just keep doing fake ads for them until they give us money to stop. Yeah, let's start doing fake ads for other people. Hey, speaking of stopping, fake- stop spending so much money on car insurance. Get over to Geico.com. What if, no, what if we just shit on companies until they make us stop? Okay. What if we, 
Yeah. All right. What kind of right, let's talk. Jimmy John's. Well, I mean, we've Jimmy kind of been doing that. Yeah, so. Fuck you, Jimmy John's. Fuck you, Papa John's. <laughs> I don't like like the Johns. Chick Fil A puts people in their chicken. People? Humans? Right. If you eat Chick Fil A, you eat people. You eat God, people. If we get and Enzo puts his people into some KFC chicken. <laughs> yes, he does. Shout out Popeyes. Popeyes is better than KFC. Fuck you, KFC. Popeyes. Give me Popeyes chicken and biscuits, but with KFC sides, and I'm happy. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> there it is. Okay, little Nick. Welcome to Genuine glad, Chicken Boys. Glad that made it into the classic. <laughs> I think it really needed KFC to. versus Popeyes. Oh, man. Oh, the chicken classic. Can we, can we pit fast food against each other? No, because fuck. Sorry, that. this isn't Doughboys. Podcast I've never listened to, but I know exists. Um... um yeah. Let's end it. End it. Give him the go home, too. Give him the go home, kid. Uh, get home. Thanks for listening. Uh, we are Genuine Wrestle Boys. Let's um, plug. Let's get let's some plug plugs some in. stuff. Blue Apron Doc. Shout out Squirt. Like, Squirt's real good. Squirt soda. I should, we should mention Shout out Bud Light. Shout out Giant Drink. I don't know what I'm drinking. Jackson's Food Stores. Jackson's Giant Drink. Shout out Whole Foods Italian Sparkling Mm. uh, Water. Nice and crisp. I know. I know. I got it for free. Shout shout out Whole Foods. Uh, I'll say it's got the right amount of sparkle. Nice. For sparkling water. Nice. Uh, I'm on Instagram and. and Twitter now that I've not yet figured out or become comfortable enough to use. I think the only thing he does on Twitter is reply to things I send every day. Yeah. <laughs> so just, yeah, tag me and stuff and so that I could also uh, have an excuse to get onto Twitter. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm scared of it still. At Russell Drums. At Russell Drums on both of those things. Thank you. Ooh. You're welcome. <laughs> How polite. <laughs> Genuine polite boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. manners. Yeah, you can just follow us. Uh, on social medias at WrestleBoysCast on Twitter at GenuineWrestleBoys on Instagram uh, you'll see me retweeting myself with my personal stuff on there so uh, go to our website it's WrestleBoysCast.com mm-hmm. like, um, rate, and subscribe God iTunes. damn it I wanted to say <laughs> follow uh, Genuine WrestleCats send me pictures of cats and wrestlers together I feel like if you're doing that you should kind of do the homework yourself I do getting some real, research. Getting real I'm tr- sick. I'm trying not to post. Why? I don't post too much. You gotta, you gotta keep the content up. You know, I gotta do it like once a week. I'm just saying. I like that. Okay. I seen the picture of Daryl getting. Listen. Of looking uh, like he's uh, on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they yeah. sewing him together? Are we getting Frank and Daryl? There are very few pictures of wrestlers and cats. I can't make. I gotta make this last a little longer. Than I mean, Alistair. Sorry, it's not Toddy. Alistair Black po- posting them. It's Toddy Potato. Yeah. Alistair Black's cat posts pictures every day. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm still, my heart belongs to Larry Steve. <laughs> Alexa Bliss. Shout out pig. Larry Steve. Follow Larry Steve on Instagram. That's a little baby pig, Dude. and he's cute as boot. Yeah, Larry Steve rocks. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oster Coaster on Twitter. Blue Gazi on uh, Instagram. Um, yep. Yeah. Follow me uh, at Duck Shirt on everything. Follow um, Independent Wrestling by going to heaterwrestling.com. 
Hook up Brady. Shout out Brady. Shout out Brady. Um, follow Bud Light at Bud Light on Twitter. Do they still do that thing where if you like say yes, you get to do some cool shit? I don't know. I'm just drinking a Bud Light. I feel like that was maybe four summers ago. So. <laughs> but it, that it was, was so was, sick. That was the summer of punk promotion. That's how behind you are. <laughs> but um, yeah, just go crack open a cold one. Yeah. With your boys or girls. Yeah, crack open a cold one with your friends. Or non-conforming individual friends. Just your friends. Yeah. And uh, watch some wrestling. Just yeah. watch fucking wrestling. Watch wrestling. Or The Simpsons. <laughs> one or two of those things. Brad Hart has been on The Simpsons. Oh, that was one of my favorite uh, PlayStation games was Simpsons Wrestling. That was a game <laughs> that exists. Uh, those are the two things okay. I watch. And uh, shout out Gordon Ramsay, because Matt is the Gordon Ramsay of the ring. Yep. Fuck yeah. Shout out Lord Taste. Tom. All right. Your taste has some strong opinions. <laughs> and strong flavors. <laughs> That's going to do it for Genuine Russell Boys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Russell Boys 316 says, luck is for losers. Damn. That's a good one. Damn. All right. Yeah, fuck you. I did a good one. And we're so